Trash. Get into Geek, this is Trailer Trash, episode 15, breaking down the biggest trailers of the last week, and boy, do we have some trailers to discuss. When I say we, that's me, Mitch, joining me, as always, Emma, what's doing? <laughs> I mean, do we discuss what we were just discussing? <laughs> um, sh- you know what? Let's let's paint a picture. Let's set the uh, let's set the stage. Um, look, here I am. I'm comfortable. I'm in my workplace. I'm sitting in front of a microphone in front of a studio. Uh, I'm getting you on location. Let's put it like that to make it sound a little bit more <laughs> desirable. Where are you? That makes it sound real fancy. I am sitting in my car out the front of my work in the middle of Waycoal. And you just said, we you know, here I am just yarning onto you for like 10 minutes about absolutely nothing. And then you went, look, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to turn my car on to get the aircon on because all this gibbering, I'm wasting your time and uh, it's getting pretty hot. I made, I, made the mistake, I made the mistake of wearing a hoodie, but not wearing anything under the hoodie. So I can't even take the hoodie <laughs> off <laughs> to be like a little bit less sweaty. And look, you know, it's a podcast, so it's an audio medium, but our current communication is very visual. And look, we're friends, but we're not probably not at that level yet. So uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, let's let's get into this. There's three that I want to cover. And uh, look, if you've seen the, the title of the episode, you'll know what we're going to talk about. But the first one that I have to talk about this week, because we've I, I think it was only five or six days ago where I thought, you know what? I haven't heard much about Scream lately, and I'm pretty sure that comes out in January. And then all of a sudden, we get, uh, what was it, a poster? And I'm like, oh, posters. That usually heralds a 24-hour countdown until we get a trailer. No, we got an EW series of stills. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? We've waited all this time to be reminded that Nev Campbell and David Arquette and Courtney Cox are in this film. We fucking know this. Give me a trailer. And then it dropped, I think, less than 24 hours after that. Hello, Sydney. It's an honor. It is known as Scream, not Scream 5, even though it very much carries on from the other Screams. Let's talk about it. The big horror franchise. I think it's celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. I believe it was a 1996 film, maybe 95. Anyway, we push on. Uh, this is coming out in 2022, so it really doesn't matter. Emma, you are a few years younger than I, but you're still older than the Scream franchise itself. Uh, how do you feel about the franchise and how did it, what? Only just. If it came out in 1995, I was three years old. That's what I'm saying. I think you're, you're a couple of years old, like just like okay. I wasn't going I was, to the cinema to watch yeah. it. Let's just say that. <laughs> hey, don't get, you don't need to get defensive. I'm much older than you. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I watched this at my nan and pop's place on VHS when it finally came out, and God knows what those release dates were like in Australia back in what '95 or whatever. And I was, I guess, yeah, nine or ten. And it was, I think, the first, I would hope, at nine or ten, my son, older son, turns nine in a couple of days. And if he's this close to watching slasher films, that kid's not, he's, I baby him with the content he watches. He's not ready for this world. But it was the first slasher that I watched, and I, I saw it with a friend of mine who'd already seen it and laughed at me watching it for the first time. And I was, you know, I was probably getting scared. It was the middle of the day. God knows why my, what my grandparents were doing, letting me watch it. And my brother, who is 18 months younger than me, there's a chance that he was only seven. And he sat there like pulling the blanket up over his face. And whenever we go, are you scared? Are you scared? He goes, no, my nose is cold. But I think, yeah, I know, poor, poor little Link, but uh, fair enough too. I mean, why as an older brother did I you know, subject him to that? But it's... 
yeah, I grew to really love the franchise because of, I guess, how much I, and I guess for you too, how much we love movies and how meta it is. And uh, I'm, I'm as much of a commentary on cinema in general, let alone the, the horror franchise. And I'm, I grew to appreciate that and just grew for what it was on its own as its own little very successful uh, slasher and just the legacy that it built and the great characters and Nev Campbell's Sidney Prescott sitting amongst, you know, the top echelon of, you know, final girls in uh, in horror films and all that. And here we are. I, I can't imagine if you would have pulled them aside in the late 90s and them getting a snapshot of their future. And it's like, oh, no, you're going to be making Scream 5 in 20 years. It's like, oh, my God. So I got no career it's like no you've come around you've just come back so i I I do love the franchise i'm glad to see it back this feels like a real retread in many ways to the point where they've even dropped five from the title i don't know what they're trying to do there but i like the trailer i love the franchise i'm happy to see it back i hope for good things where do you sit and what do you think of the trailer uh that was a really really nice uh little piece of commentary you just did then um and you're going to <laughs> absolutely destroy me when i say i haven't seen any of them <laughs> oh wow okay yeah here, here. <laughs> I, mean, I have no context of what other than like the scary movies like i've seen the yeah movies, i have not seen any of the screen movies okay so the spoilers are that you, you've been spoiled yeah. then from, from scary movie yeah wow okay so you might almost be the perfect person to ask because they are dropping number five from the title and all the on, all the fans online are going apeshit because there are so many throwbacks yeah. and character references and locations that might even be the exact same, you know, if they are going back to the original town, the original house is what they use in the original films. But you've got none of that nostalgic context. So what, yeah, okay. Oh, wow. What, yeah, what did you think of this? And how does it sit when there's so much of that in this trailer? I wonder how it even impacts you if you don't get it. I guess for me, because I, I haven't seen the original films, but I have kind of a little bit of an understanding on like, no, I don't even have an understanding. I have literally no idea what's going on. Like as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, is this the same guy from the originals that's killing people? <laughs> I'm really confused. Yeah. How is he still running around? Surely this guy is like old now. And also he's just killing people with the knife. Is he like some sort of like demon type character? Like she had a gun pointed at him. All he's got is a knife. <laughs> Defend yourself, lady. What is going? So for me, I guess it's like a lot of like I don't understand. That's fair enough, and I guess you would have to feel like that when they because they refer to him all the time as Ghostface, yeah. uh, because that's I guess the name of the of the costume, and it's not even they never mention it in the films. Maybe at one point in like a paper or a, or a news clipping of some description in the first film, they might refer to him as the Ghostface Kill, but I don't even think that anyone. Maybe that's not even until the second, because no one that sees his mask survives long enough to report on what he looks like in yeah, the first right. one. Anyway, that's a lot of backshit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you can't help but feel like that because it, yeah, it's the same look. And I guess with a lot of slashes, whether it's your Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th or my particular favorite, Halloween yeah. and Halloween Kills, please get my eyes in a couple of weeks as soon as possible. That They very much are the same killer coming back in the same costume. And, well, at least where Halloween's concerned, hunting the same people. But um, not not true uh, with the Scream franchise. And I, it's hard to talk about the fifth film in a franchise and yet not want to spoil the first four or certainly <laughs> the first three for you because all that what? shit in the preamble, there's so much, like... <laughs> I mean, I know you've said before when we reviewed uh, Malignant, the trailer for Malignant, a couple of episodes ago, you said you don't really do scary movies. But I would almost still say to you, put yourself through Scream, 
because it's such a a love letter to cinema and in particular horror films and the commentary and the meta and and the fact that they are in their own horror film and they are aware of that almost not not like a deadpool sense not a breaking the fourth wall but they at one stage one character will sit down like they do in this trailer, actually, and say these are the rules for a horror film. This is how you survive a horror film yeah. while being a horror film in itself. But it's all, I don't know, I just thought it nailed it. And I haven't watched Scream in a long time, probably not since pre-Scream 4, and I think that was 10 years ago. And even that, that was its own little separate entity. I, You know, that was almost like a, why are we doing this? Let's do it anyway. And it's kind of, you know, it, it fits within the other three, but it, I still think it's separate not that it's nowhere near as good like it kind of isn't but at the same time it still fits whereas this one it almost feels like they've they've come back to hand it off to a new batch of teenagers to get killed by someone else who picks up the quote-unquote mantle of the of the ghost face killer mask so what are we we're mid-october this film comes out in january i'm already in my head while talking trying to plan out like a pretty evenly spaced homework assignment for you to watch the other four so that we can well i mean you might not want to go and watch scream five and review it but you know i just want you to experience it i want to experience it i would love to review them on the show like these movies that have been out for so long do they still hold up let's when they're it. such a meta look at yeah okay let's do it I'll, I yeah I all right I, am, I will be i will be lincoln sitting behind a blanket with cold nose yeah um but i'll do it i'll do it all right good all right we'll sign you up so okay that all that aside you watch this does it seem because part of me even though i know the context of this franchise i look at this and i'm like is this laughable when they're trying to be scary and the great thing about scream is it is very much trying to be a a, a scary thriller but there is you know obviously comedy through it not slapstick or anything stupid like that but within the commentary of it I've even found that the first thing you see in this trailer is a cordless landline handset phone ringing. And I'm like, oh, that would be scary to kids these days anyway. Because like, what is this phone that is attached to the wall? And that that still exists. But then they go, well, no, hang on. We're in 2021. She's still going to be talking to someone on her mobile. And it's going to be about the landline just to sort of merge the two worlds and all this. So did it come off as, did it work for you? Did it, did, was it successful trying to set it up as this... I don't know, modern day scary movie, or did you just find the whole thing funny? No, I think because I obviously that that opening scene is very iconic. Like, was it Drew Barrymore in the original? Yes, yeah. So you get that sense of like this is like a throwback to that moment kind of thing, and there was like that touch of comedy that she's just like ignoring it, being like, "Ew, who answers phones nowadays?" Like, no text. <laughs> um. <laughs> God, I hope that's part of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely got that. Yeah, it's funny you actually mentioned that that scene because it it's some of the shots, some of the, even her crawling across the ground and the way that that she seemingly in this trailer, if it's telling the truth about the movie, first comes face to face with with the killer. A lot of it is it's very much an, an homage to that that scene, and then even the the. Yeah, okay. I was going to mention characters, but I might not considering you haven't seen Scream. But people listening that have seen the originals, you will know that when they sit down in that group setting and David Arquette's character, Dewey from the original uh, four films, he's back obviously, and he's setting the rules about how to survive what's about to happen. And based on what I think these characters are and then their relationship to each other, they are strikingly similar 
to that of the cast of the first film, whether it's the what seems to be the main girl, what seems to be her boyfriend, played by Jack Quaid from The Boys, who seems a lot older than he should be dating a high schooler, but maybe she's older than that, maybe he's younger than that in the film, I don't know. Um, I saw sitting at the couch, he doesn't get a, a line in the film, but um, Dylan Minette, who's like the lead guy from 13 Reasons Why, um, he comes off a lot like Stu uh, from the uh, from the first film. He's got his like, short bleach blonde hair, and then there's... Uh, uh, Tatum, uh, Rose McGowan's character from the first film. There's a girl in this trailer driving what seems to be a speeding car through an intersection, screaming, and she looks like Tatum from the first film. So it's it's almost like it's part reboot, part sequel, and I'm cool with that. Uh, we'll get into that with a, with a trailer we're going to talk about later on in the episode. Um, because I guess the, the new cast is so much... Oh, sorry, the old cast is so much a part of it that, I don't know, I hope that they focus on, on the meta side of things with that in this film as well. And I can't see that they won't because 2011 Scream 4, it was uh, like 11 years after Scream 3 and it very much referenced how... It's yeah okay. It's, it's so hard to talk about these movies, but I'll, I'll I'll give it's something of a spoiler, but not really. And you have seen Scary Movie, right? Yeah. So in Scary Movie, they go and see a movie uh, called I don't I forget what it was even called actually in the thing. But in Scream Two, there is a movie that has been made based on the events of Scream 1, and it's called Stab. And uh, then it becomes its own franchise, and then comes Scream 4 in the real world, it opens up with this montage of like seven different Stab movies that have been going on. And then because of the fictional Stab franchise within the Scream universe, it changes how they view horror films in the Scream universe. And now you've got, well, Scream 5 is going to be driven by how Scream 4 has changed thrillers and I guess even probably bringing back old characters. I hope it takes the piss out of reboots and remakes and all that sort of thing. So I'm talking so much and you are the nicest wall to be talking to at the moment because I'm trying to say a lot of nothing because I don't want to uh, say any spoilers because I would actually love you to watch the old ones. Here's my rule, right? I have a rule. And if it's older than six months, if it's come out and it's been more than six months... Proceed at your own risk. That's my... Yeah, okay. Um, so this film being 10 years old, you said? Um, <laughs> well, the fourth film's 10 years away. old, yeah. <laughs> away. Yeah, no, I guess I don't really need to support... And, and it's funny you saying that about Scary Movie because I was about to say, well, then you know who the killers are. And then I remember Scream... Uh, sorry, Scary Movie 1, and I'm like, no, that wasn't the case, actually. That, And if anything, Scary Movie 1, the ending of that where they revealed that film's version of, of Dewey as the killer all along where he was a this this guy with a disability and 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 you know was like he had a bit of a limp yeah. and then all of a sudden he started walking properly as he left the police station to go off and get away with the murders i'm like oh they've spun that around on Dewey well a couple of years after that i was old enough to finally watch the usual suspects and that's how that film ends when you realize who fucking Kaiser Sose has been the whole time yeah. so even though it only took away like 2 seconds of realization for me that two second, that little throwback where I suddenly saw, spoiler alert, Kevin Spacey's feet, and I was like, oh, God damn it, his car's like, I just, I didn't get that with what the screen was telling me, like with him changing the way that he walked. I got that because of a fucking scary movie <laughs> reference. Like, I can't imagine having to tell the, the Christopher McQuarrie who wrote that film or, you know, Brian Singer who directed it, hey, you know what? 
your big twist, arguably one of the greatest twists of all time. Yeah, that was ruined for me by Scary Movie spoofing it in the final seconds. So, uh, yeah, I would say that you have had it spoiled, but you actually haven't uh, for at least uh, a fair bit of it. But um, I still won't. I, d- I still don't feel like we we need to. But, um, yeah, I just think for me, this tr- it, it focused a lot more on obviously the horror aspects rather than the comedy. And now that I think about it, we're only, what, two and a bit months away from it coming out, maybe three. I feel like they're not going to bombard us with trailers. We'll probably get another full-length one, obviously. And maybe they, I don't know, touch on the whole comedic elements of it before then. But I'd almost say, well, you know what, save that until the movie. Like, again, hammer us with how horrific and scary this film's going to be. And then um, once we get in there... Hit us with the lulls, yeah. you know. Scream 5, a.k.a. Just Scream, that'll be hitting our cinemas January 13th. Yeah. Well, speaking of horror films, and I don't even know if you really want to classify it as a horror film because it looks hilarious, I'm going to say. It's <laughs> uh, the new uh, Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Every story has a beginning. <laughs> Discover the origin of evil. Um, I was looking forward to the trailer because for me, I never know the answer to this when people ask me generally, like, oh, what's your guilty pleasure movie? The Resident Evil franchise with Mila Jovovich and written and directed by her husband for the most part are massive guilty pleasures for me. Like, yes. Oh my God, thank you. I was really worried. Like, (laughs) I'm like, oh God, I hope she hasn't got great taste that she'll disagree with me. Like, they are not (laughs) great films. And, and like the seventh one, I do actually think is is so shit. But the and the first one, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like once that third one hit, and she's out in the desert, and she's dressed up like she's you know in Mad Max meets The Walking Dead or something. I'm like, I'm in. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yes, thank you. God, all right, we, we are we are right in sync here. I love. Is it Afterlife? No, that's the whatever Extinction number three yes, is Extinction. Yeah. Um, there's too many subtitles to keep up oh. with, but yeah, I. I really, really like those. Well, okay, I don't really, really like them. I really, really enjoy them. And this looks so different because this seems dirty and small and contained, whereas aside from that first film, which was very much those things, they were just so sexy and sleek and crisp and clear and everything's in slow-mo and everyone looks beautiful and everything looks amazing. And I'm like, cool. And there's also some really fucked up monsters that look um that look pretty horrific but very poor scripts and all that so but you weren't there for that and i don't care i i really enjoy those movies but i also was looking forward to them coming back and doing something different and maybe being more uh like the games that i haven't played but i've been told that the movies are nothing like the games and alice doesn't even exist so the fact that we've got claire and uh redfield and i'm blanking on her brother but they're there in this leading this and that maybe we're getting something a little bit more game accurate people always whinged about how it wasn't like the games but i liked that i liked the fact that they took a, a franchise and made like a alternate dimension of it or, or like a just a side story plot to it like yeah i, I like that about it and i alice is such a cool character <laughs> Don't shit on on, on on my dreams. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. This, this new one looks a lot more like the video game. And in fact, saying that alone, the graphics in it look like a video game. And that's why I said, like, it's a horror film, but it looks hilarious because some of those uh, those creatures looked like they were pulled straight from 
the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the later ones, not the not the older Ooh. ones. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't come out until until December nine, actually. So we're less than two months away. So I dare say the uh, the rendering on those um, CGI creatures are gonna have to take a step up um, before before it comes out. I like that it's actually set in the in the nineties because it was ninety eight. Was that actually when the first game came out? I don't I don't know, but I just thought specifically where it said September nineteen ninety eight. I'm like, oh, that'll be nice. That's a nice throwback. And then you're limited to the technology of the time, heightened by the world itself. But we're not like we're diving into this with you know everything we've got going on you know 25 uh years later what i found strange about the trailer in a way and i say this having knowing that it was a resident evil film um they kind of tried to hide that it was a zombie film or zombie i know there's a lot of other shit going on but there's that moment like two-thirds of the way through the trailer where you first see that like doctor or someone wearing a big white lab coat turn around and their mouth is pouring blood and they look very zombie-ish and the characters are like (gasps) and that's where the music really starts to crack on and I'm like, oh, hang on. Are you trying to tell us this is when I should be surprised that it's a zombie <laughs> film? Like, I haven't got this so far with all the weird creatures rolling around and talking about experiments and things coming back to life. But, um, uh, yeah, like, other than that, I'm like, yeah, it, 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 it looks fine. I like the cast, and I'm excited to see them in this world. And hopefully it is a little bit smaller, and maybe it is less of a budget so that they have to get, I don't know, a bit more imagination about how to do things rather than just making everything look sexy as hell and throwing a, you know, thousand CGI creatures on us at one time. Look, I say the CGI creatures in this one look bad, but the CGI creatures in the like the original like series terrible. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. But I still I know, go go back and watch that train sequence from the end of number 1 with that creature yeah. trying to like dig through. Oh, that's that is rough. And that's like <laughs> Is that 2000, I want to say? Like, it wasn't that long ago. You know how, how they talk about the Dark Ages in history where, like, humanity <laughs> was, like, uh, on like on a rise and then the Dark Ages hit and we were just, like, plummeted and then we yeah. steadily, like, went back to, a to you know, an incline kind of thing. Um, I feel like the 2000s was the Dark Ages of CGI technology. Like, mm. we were doing well. We had, like, stop motion and, like, just kind of started testing the waters with, like some stuff and then it just it just went really really bad for some reason i don't know what happened in like the early 2000s but like computer graphics just went really really bad yeah we're slowly (laughs) making our way back from that but we just had a lull i think and i think that's yeah that film landed right right in that that target. Yeah. I think even though it's not perfect when you look back on it now, at the time it was one of the better ones. But for every Gollum in Lord of the Rings yeah. that you get, you also got like five Scorpion Kings yeah. at the end of the second mummy, like where it was just this 2D someone who had drawn from memory the rock in a computer. But I judge everything based on Jurassic Park. That was 93. Now, I know they did a lot of puppetry and a lot of rob- uh, animatronics, all that sort of stuff. But also, they did some CGI in that, and that was mint, and that was 1993, guys. Like, why? It, like, that changed things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like you said, less than 10 years later, we've plateaued. 1999, Star Wars, that CGI into the first, or episode one of Star Wars, amazing. Yeah. So much of that that changed the game. And then everyone else after that just like, nah, we're going to try and do more of that, but with less money and effort put yeah. into it. And then, it, yeah, it took us another 10 years before we, you know, started getting our shit back together and we're still we're still fighting the good fight when i say we i'm watching it i don't i'm not doing anything hey you are the consumer and you're allowed to judge yeah i'm the customer and the customer is always always right right. (laughs) 
Well, that is December 9, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, just to separate it from Resident Evil with Mila Jovovich and Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, who remember that she was in the yeah. first film, but she was. The last one I wanted to talk about, possibly the scariest movie uh, of all three that we're talking about today, Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, Twas the night before Christmas vacation. And listen to that, that uh, the, uh, the music, like that full. that music is Christmas to me. I could, I could happily lose every single Christmas carol and religious song mm-hmm. if I just kept that sweet Home Alone music. That John Williams put together, what, back in 1990 was the first one? Look, I wasn't against Disney when they said they were not remaking it, but just making another one. I'm like, cool. Like, it's Home Alone. It's called Home Alone. Who's it about? It can be about anybody. Uh Like, the fact that Macaulay Culkin worked so well in the first one, obviously they made a sequel, but then number three... The the worst thing about number three wasn't that it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. It just was bad writing, directing, scripting, slapstick more than whatever. Yeah. Four, five. Is there five of them? I don't even know. This might be the sixth, but Home Alone is such an open concept. It could be about anyone, anywhere, at any time. Yep. That's fine. I don't mind that. I, I see the cast. Cool. The kid in it, Archie Yates. Y- you and I would love him from his work in um, uh, uh, Jojo. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Right? He was brilliant in that. So when they go, hey, that kid who was the scene stealer, is going to be the new Home Alone kid. I'm like, excellent, yep. do it. Rob Delaney and, and uh, Ellie Kemper uh, are the new bad guys. C- cool, a seemingly a married couple, but I didn't know that ahead of time. All all great. But you whack play on this and the music sets you up and I'm like, oh, it's just like the old one. And then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, just like the old one. <laughs> And the thing is, you know what? You know what really made. You know what is a great Home Alone? The fucking first Home Alone. I showed my kids that a year ago. That's the greatest thing they've ever w- watched in their life. They <laughs> loved it. And the problem is, they will love this one. Yeah. And it's then that tells me I'm like, well, it's obviously made for kids. That makes sense. It's called Home Alone. It's about a kid defeating bad guys. I get that, but I still watch Home Alone as an adult. I'm like, this is a perfect Christmas film. Yeah. This is still a perfect film for what it intends to be it's it's absolute aim and des- it is perfect i will die on that hill that home alone is great and i'm like there's just so many things they touch on in this trailer that are exactly the same as the first one like he the, the key lines that he delivers that are exactly the same as the first that he the one where he delivers the one line twice i made my family disappear i made my family disappear they don't even know I'm here. They don't even know I'm here. I bet you the writers are sitting there in their little fucking penthouse apartments making all this money for Disney, just like so self-satisfied with that line. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you cringy bastards. You don't even know yeah. what you've done. <laughs> like to the point where like he's it's seemingly again having an argument with his mum he's got this crazy uncle um the family gets taken to the airport in two separate black cars like okay now they went black cars in the first one you don't talk about um and then the mum seemingly the only one that really cares about him being yeah, home yeah. alone the other family are like this is too crazy talking to the police officer or what at the airport wherever she is delivering the exact same line (laughs) and also go back and have a look she seems to be wearing the same trench coat that that mum wore at home go and have a look at the colour of it and the fit it looks like the same trench coat like 
You know, I remember The Hangover 2, and that came out, and all my friends said, oh, my God, it looks the same as the first one. And I'm like, I know, right? How good? And they're like, no, 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 the first one was great. This one looks like a carbon copy. And I'm like, no, no, don't worry. Don't worry. It's gonna, that's going to be part of its charm. That's what's going to be the joke, is that it is the, it is the same, kind of like we're talking about with Scream, but that's what they're going to work off. They're going to use that to make it funny. That's going to be... And it's like, no, I think if you play both of those films side by side, the exact same story beats happen at the exact same time and half the time the same jokes happen. And yeah, watching the same movie twice but different is not as successful. And this one I want to like, I will be watching it. It comes out November 12th, so it's pre-Christmas. I'll be watching the hell out of this with my kids. But I, And I also don't want to be one of these angry fans that gets to you know, as old as I am and like Transformers ruined my childhood or, and I'm no. like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. I'm not even angry that this is the way that it is. I'm just, I'm, I feel sorry for it that they seem, again, it's, I'm watching two and a half minute trailer, but am, am I wrong? Am I, am I stupid to be so worried about this film or judge it so badly already based on this look? Or are you, are you with me? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I just, like you said, I'm not, I'm not mad about any of like stolen nostalgia or whatever you want to call it. But I'm annoyed that this seems to be an ongoing thing that we're just remaking the same films when the original films were great and they still stand up and can still obviously be enjoyed by younger generations. Like, what is the purpose in making the exact same film with just new characters? You're not telling me anything new. Mm. You know, the slight change in the bad guys is the only tiny little piece of interesting writing that i think that might exist in there because it's like okay they're a married couple and they're resorting to stealing why yeah that's the only thing that's kind of hooked me from that trailer the rest of it is like i've seen this why (laughs) it's funny because then you get that uh that real quick look at i haven't got the the actor's name but the guy who played buzz in uh in the original films um kevin's older brother buzz and it shows him and it's like oh that could just be a fun actor cameo but then it shows he's a copper of all all people in that family that were going to be police officers (laughs) i didn't think it was going to be buzz and it shows his name tag and it says McAllister, and it's like oh cool like this still exists in the same world and that's the beauty about this franchise you could have a hundred of these movies set in the same town or in the same country or all over the world and they're not going to contradict each other. It's like, it's a kid getting stuck at home. Okay, how many kids are getting stuck at home for an entire holiday when their family can't get back to them and some thieves just happen to be coming along and staking out the joint and want to go all slapstick on the kid to try and steal his stuff. But... Like it, it's so it's thankfully the kid isn't Kevin. It's not a remake in the sense that it's the same character just told a little bit differently. You know, you know, it's a it's a reimagining. Fine. This is my house. I have to defend it. This is my house. I have to defend it. I think the one thing that just really gets me is that either make it something. When I say different, like it's going to be different. It's not going to be a carbon copy, you know, shot for shot remake, but make it different enough or give it a different title. I think don't do both because like just even scrolling through some stuff while we're talking online, like people are blowing up about this. Like more than usual, like I said about those idiots that I don't want to be that, oh, you're remaking something that I watched when I was a kid and therefore it's bad because you're ruining my experience. Like, no, nothing will take away from that film, but... Still, this just seems like they're trying really, really hard to be the same, and I'm like, why? I just don't, I just don't understand why. Maybe we'll be surprised in a couple of weeks, but I am not holding my breath for that. Yeah, I mean, you have to like separate yourself from like those 
you know, angry nostalgia gremlins. And then like, <laughs> you know, what what we want as fully grown adults looking back on something, but also wanting to introduce it to the next generation. And then, but also like that original still stands up. It's still great. It's still watchable today. Like you said, you know, you showed it to your sons recently and like they loved it. But like just carry on that kind of that theme, but just tell a new story. Like even something as small as just changing it from a little boy to a little girl. Whoa. How would a little girl react in that situation? You're right. Like, you know, not to say that Hollywood's trying to, you know, trying to do all the right things and tick all the boxes that they failed to do for so long, but it's a wonder that it is a little white boy again. And it wasn't just a, a girl. I think a girl was in Home Alone 5, I want to say. I feel like we have had a female lead, but I didn't watch anything after 3. But yeah, why yeah. why not have someone of a different nationality or background or, or just make it a, a girl? Because this one is getting all the marketing behind it that maybe Home Alone 5 didn't get, the amazing direct-to-DVD yeah. movie that that would have been. So you're right. It's just... And I wonder too, trying to hit all those same notes, story beats. Well, are you then going to force yourself to have to try and either avoid or explain really poorly how they don't solve the problem in a modern day setting? Because they made a real point in the original movie. Oh, the the obviously the electricity went out, which is what stopped the family from getting up on time and probably getting Kevin up and making you know the whole movie redundant. But also the phone box yeah. was out, so it's like, hey, this phone box is not going to be repaired for weeks because we haven't got people here and blah blah. Like that's fine. No one's carrying mobile phones around in 1990 so easily. But this kid, surely, if he's like my kid or like most kids out there, he's probably got a tablet sitting around. He's probably got yeah. like access to a mobile. They might not even have a land. Like they've got, if he doesn't, someone that they know on the street. Like there's going to be so many different ways in modern social media or communications that they would be able to get in touch with this kid or someone that they know or the police to be able to go around and do things that they couldn't do in 1990. So if they're really sticking yep. true to this beat-by-beat beat story thing, which it seems to be from this trailer, how are they going to explain that? That doesn't Not that it doesn't stand up for the old one because it's a product of its time, but that wouldn't work today, and how are they going to make it work? Maybe they just avoid yeah. it, and it's like, lol, <laughs> we just didn't address <laughs> it. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's ultimately probably what will happen because lazy storytellers are lazy. Mm. I just don't want to be one of those things, and I really want to keep that term going. Now, what do you call an angry nostalgia gremlin? Gremlin. <laughs> I was going to say an AGM, but it's an ANG. I have to try and remember an ANG, a classic ANG. So I don't want to be that, and I've been like that for the last ten minutes. So I just want to, I just want to move on from this. I feel like you know the other two. We're looking forward to the other two movies for for good or for bad. And and somehow you started this podcast having never seen a screen movie, and all of a sudden you've signed up to watch four. Um, hey, <laughs> and I've had a look. Scream one, two, and three are in Stan. The lovely people at Stan sponsor the show. If you want, Perfect. Scream four is nowhere, and I'm like, why? Surely they're not a package deal. I've it's like Scream four is kind of like the the lost, forgotten child. So anyway, we can pay a whole five dollars to make you watch it for the first time. And that's owning it. You can rent it or own it on Apple for five dollars. Well, so $5. yeah, well, you know, we'll take it out of uh, we'll take it out of our uh, company money. Obviously, we won't have you pay a five whole dollars to watch that film. Uh, anyway, that'll do us for uh, Trailer Trash. Almost forgot the name of the show there for a second. For this week, we will be back next week. I don't know whether we're going to talk about any other trailers that aren't going to come outside of 
DC fandom because that's happening this week. I know that we had a pretty big episode this time last year. There were video games, TV shows, obviously the movies. We talked about the Batman quite extensively and they've been teasing that they're going to be a, a new trailer this week because the film should have already been out by now, I think. I think it was initially October 2021. So um, they've definitely got one ready to go and it's been a year since we've seen another trailer. So what I like is that we're not getting hammered with uh, content after content piece of this film and we're spoiling everything. That might change come Monday. I might feel completely different. But, um, yeah, we're definitely talking about that next week. Otherwise, get in touch. Uh, socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can listen to our podcast, Get in a Geek. Subscribe to the show if this is your first time. Just get into Geek. And, yeah, we'll be back next week to uh, talk some more trailers. I surely will. Get into Geek.